Hi, this is Mike. Hi, this is Michaela. And hi, this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Coal community. We are on episode 156. We have been together 156 times. That's longer than a marriage, I reckon, Mike. At least 10 years. Long time, yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? Well, we are joined with an amazing person, a very, very long-term friend, Michaela. Hello, Michaela. How are you? Hello, I'm doing great. Uh, How are you guys? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, actually. It is January. It's quite mild, but I think it's going to get a lot colder. I cut up my Christmas tree recently. I took down my decks. I think we're now at that point in January where someone says, Happy New Year. You kind of go, really? Can you still do that a week later? I feel like there's like a, a limit, isn't there? Like you get a week and that's, that's it. It's it's no longer Happy New Year. I don't know. That feels like a discussion. I probably already said that actually in a previous podcast, but no, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, you, Mike, what have you been up to? Uh, good, same as you. Cut up the Christmas tree a while back. Um, mm-hmm. That's all gone. Christmas seems a distant memory, I think, now. And it's all systems going the countdown with both of you and other people to the tour that we oh, will yeah. come on to. So. Oh, yeah. All mm. systems go. Yes, all systems go. We should talk about that in a moment, actually. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess in terms of Lacuna Core news, this, what have we got? Obviously, they... they They've done quite a diverse tour in December where they were over in Australia and they were over in in Japan at the end of it, as well as a few other places as well, Dubai. So they really kind of, they really, really reestablished perhaps is the right way, Ray, of putting it. Um, Interesting in new kind of areas, didn't they? There was, was, you got to see some, clearly some people really enjoying seeing Looking the Core for the first time, which is always amazing. Um, and of course, we're all jealous because if we had the money and the free time, we'd we just follow them around like some kind of serial killers, wouldn't we? Just the, <laughs> from country to country. I th- I, I vaguely remember Michaela, you almost threatening that you were going to see him in Dubai. Uh, I nearly yeah. went with her. We, yeah. we nearly had the, We nearly went, didn't we, Michaela? A <laughs> crazy idea to fly. I was going to fly to Milan, then to Israel, then we'd go to Dubai, watch the show, and then fly back again, which. I think next time, in hindsight, if we if we plan it better, I think we should do it next time. Just what the hell and go and do it. Yeah, because it looks super cool. Um, yeah, I I just want to visit. Actually, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel that that kind of that kind of logistics, that kind of journey, would definitely be flagged on Interpol, some kind of international spy network or drug in or something. Like, Probably, they, yeah. You know from. From UK to Italy, then to Israel, then to Dubai, and then back. It's just that looks just looks suspicious. That's the kind of thing that Jason Bourne or James Bond would do. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Immediately <laughs> looks a bit dodgy when you take that kind of journey. Uh, uh, uh. When are you going to do it in like one day? I think he's like, oh, we won't sleep. We'll just kind of see the show and then come back again or something. Was that something the... like that? Yeah, because yeah. at least for <laughs> oh, me, it's yeah. like a, a three-hour flight. So I, I was hoping just to do like an in and out for the show and back, like go to work the next day because we work on Sundays and the show was on a Saturday night. So, so that like was commu- the, like the plan. Commuting. Just like commuting, just go there yeah. and see a show and come back. <laughs> Bit different for you though, Mike. I'd imagine that's a what, five, six hour type thing? Uh, well, it's it, two that, hours to Milan, why, isn't it? And then... That's why I'd have to, yeah, it's two hours to Milan. That's the only way to break the journey up cost wise. Because it's a lot cheaper to go to Milan, following morning uh, Israel, and then following following. Uh, I think it was the following morning Dubai. So yeah, well, there's too many facets for it to all go wrong. You only need one delayed flight, and yeah. well, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. So 
I don't do connecting flights. I just don't. Well, my last one was cancelled, if you know, so I was stuck in Dublin. Well, exactly. That's one of the reasons why I don't do connecting flights. I'd much yeah. rather be stuck at one end or stuck <laughs> at the other end, but I don't want to be stuck in the middle in somewhere that I've got no familiarity with. Exactly. Although, not that Dublin's not a lovely place. I've been to Dublin a few times and I really yeah. love it. But there are worse places to be stuck than Dublin, but I just don't want to be stuck at all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were talking just now about the tour in May. So uh, our little kind of Coiler Conspiracy, maybe we should need a new Facebook group, the Coiler Conspiracy, <laughs> or of... <laughs> <laughs> of going over to uh, to the US tour uh, in May, that's gaining yeah. momentum, isn't it? So, so yeah. uh. I got my tickets to the shows. I've booked my flight. Uh, one well, I only said one way. It's not yeah. like <laughs> I, I meant you know a single no no connection. So you know a, a single flight. What's the word? Um, direct. That's the right. word. Round trip. Yeah. A direct yeah. round trip flight from uh, from London to to Los Angeles, LAX. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be cool. Where are you going to put yours? So you've decided, Mike, whether you're going to get there or you're going to Japan. I know there was some debate. Um, well, look, that's kind of up in the air. So if I do go, I'll end up going and coming back and have four days before I go to the states with you guys. So I need to speak to you, Matt, really, to go on the same flight as you. Okay, all right. I'll and give you and the we'll, we'll sort that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll give you the details. What about you, Michaela? You rock and ready to go? No, I got my tickets, but I need to book the flights, so I'm going to do that this week as well. That's when it starts um, getting real. Yeah. Uh, man, it's getting closer, which is exciting. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at logistics. The thing that scares me the most is the Salt Lake City to Denver. Uh, how yeah. are we going to do that? I honestly don't. But, uh, how but, how far is it? It's another ten hour, twelve hour. It's trip. about an eleven hour drive. Wow! And yeah, yeah. we're going to need to get up at city time in the morning just so that we can make the show. So, if you've bought VIP for Denver, uh, you're going to need that bit at four o'clock. We're I don't know what we're going to do there. Maybe I didn't. I didn't buy VIP for any. Uh, well, I haven't bought any tickets yet, but. I thought logistically the plan would probably be to do it in LA at the very end. Yeah, yeah I might do it in LA because I'm looking forward to meeting the band again. That'll be cool. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite excited about that. So. Yeah. <laughs> you think they'll sign anything? Um, who knows? Well, there's the dream. You never know what might happen. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to it. I think it's good. And I actually like the uh, like the support acts as well. I really do. I really, I think that's going to be a good show. Um, yeah. It's always a bit of a risk with support acts, as I as I mentioned a few days ago in our chat. But um, yeah. <laughs> I'm quite looking forward to to this one. Um, and we're doing about six shows, aren't we? Sort of doing the loop out from LA, out east, and then curving, you know, circling back and ending in Los Angeles as well. So yeah, kind of cool. You know, then we're yeah. flying over again. So yeah, that's got, there's a few people that we've been out there. Our, Part of the conspiracy, we'll, we'll meet out there as well. So, yeah, in the desert, in the deserts, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It'd be good to see you both. Anyway, anyway yeah. e- enough about us. Let's uh, let's talk about Michaela. So, Michaela, you've been on the podcast before, um, a couple of years ago, but I think it's a time for a bit of a catch up with you and find out what you've been up to and, and ask you a few questions and see how life has changed and how being a coiler has changed. So, you've You've been a part of the Lacuna Core community for quite some time now. You must have been in, in like diapers or nappies or something when you first 
got into the band, surely, given your age. How long have you been a fan? I've been a fan uh, since I was 12 years old. Um, yeah, which is <laughs> it's, it's more than half of my life now. I'm 27, which is crazy thinking about that. Um, yeah, I actually got into it because of my best friend, uh, big brother, which is also my best friend's big brother, mm-hmm. who's also now one of my friends, uh, best friends. And he got into a corner coil. She showed me Enjoy the Silence, I think, was already out there maybe or caramelized I'm, i don't remember what came first but i remember that actually it's funny because you know caramelized xx is out now but she really got into uh, my best friend got into caramelized she would play it like day and night and somehow i fell in love like crazily in in like mm-hmm. with lacuna coil and i've been a fan ever since and she you know uh, got into other bands and stuff like that but for me like it was the band that as soon as i i heard like the first song I had to check everything out and uh, it has been like that ever since because it's crazy because you know you see those memories on Facebook sometimes mm-hmm. they, they yeah. pop up and I see all those like uh, uh, posts that I've been making about oh my god like oh my god are so cool uh, I think I saw just like oh my god Dr. Adrenaline is about to come out there, there was a memory from today stuff like that and I'm like man this is crazy you know you, you keep like getting all those memories um, but yeah, so that's how it happened to me. But I actually saw Lacuna Coil live like 10 years after I became a fan. Mm. They came to Israel in 2017. Well, you probably weren't allowed to go to any at the age of 12, really, were you? So, like, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, no. But also, you know, money-wise, traveling and stuff mm. like that, I think I was able only actually in 2017, like around Delirium, um, and then they said they're coming to Israel. So I said, well, this is very special. So let's let's wait it out uh, those couple of months. Yeah. And you saw them. I, I went to the airport, actually. And I almost oh, oh got... you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you went to the I airport. Almost... That's amazing. I was still in the military and my commander didn't let me go. So I basically just kind of decided to stay home. So it was like a thing. You know, I was like an officer, almost disobeying, kind of disobeying orders for that. Oh, you went AWOL from the... You should get a t-shirt. I went AWOL from the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, he, so he's it's like... The, oh, none of those people are listening to that. We'll, we'll listen to that. <laughs> Otherwise, you are really screwed. <laughs> Don't worry. We can cut this bit out. We're not going to cut this bit. Right, okay. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm a Saudi military now. They can't do anything. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. You keep believing. That, <laughs> Suddenly, like someone's banging on the door, like come here. We heard there on twenty seventeen. You met some people at an airport, rather than yeah. Oh my god! No, but it was a thing. But eventually, like he kind of understood that I'm uh, standing my ground. So yeah, it was uh, it was an experience because they were like super nice, and I was starstruck. I think I never was so starstruck in my life, and I've been like or like an officer. So I've been talking to like 120 people, telling them what to do, you know, every day, solving problems, whatever. And suddenly when I saw them like that, you have those like uh, doors that open up and they go into like this big hall. Yep. hall and I suddenly saw, like, I remember I saw it was, uh, I think I saw Ryan first cause he's like super tall. And then suddenly I see like Maki and, and Christina and, you know, and Andy and Didi. And I'm just like, you know, I can't talk. I, and I didn't even have like the like, whole shirts yet. So basically like only when Maki and Christina were like passing me 
I said, like in my head, I was like, say something, they're going away. And I'm like, just like, I turn around to Christina and I'm like, go, and I go like, hi, you know, suddenly like that. <laughs> and she was like, uh, hello. And I'm like, uh, uh, I'm a big fan. Can I give you a hug? Something like that, like super, like blabbed out super quickly. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and Maki was just like standing like with, with his eyebrow raised, like first, like who, what, what does she want from Christina? And then when he heard that, he immediately like, like both smiled, you know, gave me a hug, signed my vinyl, took a picture, you know? And I was just like, I couldn't even talk. Suddenly I forgot how, you know, you say words in English. Suddenly like the accent goes out and it's, it was just a thing, but they were super nice and threw picks at me and Ryan gave me a drumstick. You know, they made the show super special. Like Christina has that thing where she points at you. Yeah. So she did that to me and, oh man, I have to tell that because that was the craziest, I think, uh, part of the show. She went to the crowd and started like holding hands. It was uh, during You Love Me Cause I Hate You. And, and, you know, and she saw me, I was like front row and she saw me and she held my hand and like sang into my face. And I was already almost like, whoa, this is my favorite band. I've been waiting for this moment for 10 years. This is insane. And she turned around to uh, Andy, sang, turned around back to me and she just smiled and like uh, grabbed my face, you know? um like the most like big sistery kind of way i don't know like you know thank you kind of way and i was just like that was it for me you know it was just the most perfect first show i could have ever asked for seriously that's so awesome yeah great what a great memory what a great memory insane (laughs) and i made it for myself because uh, you know i i went to meet them i said i I, I have to see them. I have to tell them that they mean so much to me. And, uh, you know, I didn't really care about the consequences. And it was because the production company that brought Lacuna Coil were like super shady. We already knew that in Israel. And they said, yeah, we'll see if there's going to be like a hangout. Uh, we'll see when they land. And I'm like, this is not going to risk it, mm. you know. Was there a hangout after the show or before the show? No, no. Oh, so that's they, you, you they, had the best chance by making it for yourself. Yeah. I was the only one that actually got to meet them in Israel. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So well done you. I, I do feel that it would have been quite funny if you turn up in uniform and just sort of stood there. And then when they walk through, you go, excuse me, could you come over here for a moment? It almost <laughs> happened. It almost really happened. Um, actually, because I, I was going like through a lot of plans. I was like, um, maybe I'll go in, in uniform uh, see them and quickly just grab a train, go to base just to show that I'm there and then go to the show. But, you know, it was cutting too close. Hmm. And eventually, I think right before I had to go to the airport, I was, I talked to them, my commander and he's like, you're not coming. Right. And I'm like, no, sorry. Like, there's no way I, I told you, I, I've been waiting this like 10 years, you know? So he's like, okay, we'll talk like tomorrow that i really don't care <laughs> but, but i said okay but but i was like okay cool for for now and i just uh, went to the airport you know and I, I i didn't even touch my phone that show i don't have any pictures from the show uh, i i was so in the moment i didn't even and usually you know you get calls all the time from base and stuff like that and i i i forgot i forgot that anything i don't know the world existed it was just me in the show you know it was i never 
Invasion? Invasion? No, that's a wrong number. We don't need that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's, that's yeah. absolutely amazing. But you've been making up for it ever since, haven't you? You've been to quite a few shows since then. I've been to 30 shows. 30 shows. And your first show was in 2017, right? Yes. COVID kind of ruined my, like, I don't know, yeah. plans, I guess. Because I did, I made it to 21 or 21 shows, I think, in two years in that's, 10 different countries. Yeah. Yeah, that's which I think is cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. The, the speed, the acceleration through up to 30 plus shows is just. <sighs> crazy and uh i'm sure i'm sure that that will continue now things are returning to a semblance of normal obviously we're going to um going to america in just a few months time yeah absolutely mental <laughs> absolutely mental. you were at coma life of course in october yes what were your thoughts tell us about this show oh my god um wow um i think the whole experience for me was um as you said, I was been kind of, I've been kind of making up for it, like for yeah. not seeing Lacuna Foil for almost 10 years as, uh, from being a fan. For me, it was like kind of, uh, I don't know, a duo. I don't know if a do-over is the right word, but for the 119 show, mm -hmm. because I, I flew, uh, my first Lacuna Foil show that I flew uh, for was the 119 show. I really wanted to see that course. And that's what kind of opened up this whole let's fly to shows thing. And suddenly being at, uh, at the Kama Live show and knowing everyone um, and, you know, and seeing everyone and, you know, being like a part of this, really being a part of the community because I went to the meetup at the 119 show, but I didn't know anyone yet. And suddenly you're like surrounded by people who, you, they are your family, you know, you guys are like, my, you are my family. We, we have so many crazy adventures together. And that was just another one of those because we had an amazing trip. And then the show, I took your advice, Matt, and I didn't listen to the record. So basically all I knew was Swamp and Tightrope XX. And I, I, I wasn't sure if they're going to do like a part uh, of just the show, uh, you know, the just Carmelize XX. This is it. As you said in the previous podcast, I was thinking this is what's going to happen. And then suddenly they blended it in and it hit me like it, it was a surprise after a surprise because suddenly like, you know, you hear songs that you already know and then there's a surprise, a song that is, you know, I'm, I was trying to understand at first sometimes because like, uh, for example, Swamp is very similar to the original, but some songs, it took me a second. I think the, the one that hit me the most was uh, Entwined. I was just standing there and it took me like a few seconds to understand what I'm hearing. I remember looking at Mike, just shocked. Yeah, and yeah. then like, you know, next time we looked at each other, we were crying and yeah. it was just, it hit me so hard. And it's just like, it opened it up. Oh my God, it was such an emotional experience. And the thing is that you look at the crowd and you know, you look and you see people that you know, it's your, um, you know, it's your people, and it makes you it's just the tribe. More. It's the tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes you more, even more emotional. And somehow, I don't know. Maki always sees me cry. He always knows to look at me when I cry. And he always like already, already you're crying, and I'm like, I can't control it. You know, and it's just, it's just when you, when it starts, it you know, it, 
you can't stop, man. It was such an incredible show. It's so fun to be surrounded by, by just, you know, this community and, and being like hearing everything for the first time, it made Kamala XX even more special to me because uh, it immediately connects to the surprise and to the emotions that uh, I was feeling at that moment. Like it twined, entwined, I can't not get goosebumps because mm -hmm. I always think about that look me and Mike shared you know yeah. uh, and and th that cry i always like get teared up it's it's gonna be there forever which is ugh, such a great show i try to convince so many people not to listen to the album so they could hear it for the first yeah. time in a live environment yeah. in that that moment where you're surrounded by people that you know you that you love you feel safe you know you're not <laughs> alone you know listen to an album can be, can be for the first time it's it tends to be quite a lonely experience, you know. If you if you want to respect the album, you tend to go to a quiet place and give it a listen, don't you? You don't really. It doesn't often do that, and I think the Coma Live event, given the album coming out the day before, it was a unique opportunity yeah. to hear those songs live before you heard the studio version of them, and hear them as part of a bigger event. I, you know, and I, I don't regret that I listened to the album before it was released, but. The bit that I do regret is I couldn't wipe that from my memory and share in that experience with the people that hadn't heard it because they, they could see it. And you're right about Entwine. Entwine, I mean, I was you know, I was choking up, but I was looking along the front of the crowd and it, there were just tears everywhere and it was amazing. Everybody was just so emotional for it. And it's, uh, that's why we do it, right? That's why we love the music. Yeah. That's why we yeah. love the music. Um, did you have a favourite song from the album when you, when you heard it then or when you heard it later? Is that, do you think there's one that kind of resonates for you the most Michaela I I want to say self-deception okay I just I don't know why um maybe I do know why but it's just so energ energetic and it's just you know da -da 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 -da, and you know when I play it also and it's just like it's you can't even you know calm down it's just such a cool song and I love 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 the hook that Christina is doing like the Oh my god, uh, man! When she did that live, it, see, it always goes back to that now because I always like have that connection. I was just like, "What? What is going on?" And uh, but to be honest, I it changes. I still don't really have like a favorite favorite song because I really love all of them. So mm. I have, I can't stop listening to the record yet. I'm um, I listen to it every morning. There's there's no morning. From ever since I came back from Milan, that I'm not starting my day with Kamal Isaac's ex. Wow. There's, yeah, and every time I don't even, like, sometimes I can choose like a random song or, you know, sky is like kind of gray today. So let's start with, I don't know, Heaven's a Lion, not Swan, because it's like super, like, kind of slow down and, you know, kind of dark now. Or, hey, I want to feel energetic, so let's start with self-deception. Or, you know what, I don't know, Prophet said it's cool because it's got that hook, that happy hook at the beginning with the vocals, so it changes, you know? So I may start, like, from the start or from the middle. I don't know. So, yeah. It's a good answer. It's a good answer. <laughs> you, you but not, for not self-deception. Yeah. You did let slip but when you said you play. So let's talk a little bit about your your musical ability. So for those of you who don't know, Michaela plays guitar, right? 
How long yes. you been doing that? When did you take out the guitar? The electric guitar, I'm assuming. I never see you play acoustic. I assume that you, you play, you play uh, electric guitar. There is yeah. one somewhere around the house, but not really, no. Uh, it's mostly electric. So what inspired you to do that? When, when did you start learning guitar? Um, I started, I think, around also 12. When I got into metal, um, okay. I, start, I started playing guitar. But I don't really, really, really count those years as playing, I guess, because it was trying to learn songs. I remember uh, I knew how to play Swamped on a six string, mm-hmm. which, which is funny. You can play it on a six string, but it's lacuna coil play on a seven string. And uh, actually, after they performed in Israel, like two weeks later, I bought a seven string because it was it. They opened up. Uh, I guess they opened up my eyes, I guess, because I said, I don't want to just like work all the time. I really love music. I want to play and I want a seven string. So, you know, let's buy a seven string. And um, and then like in one of the tours, I, uh, I got to talk to Diego and told him that I really want to get better and I want to play. And, you know, I, I kind of know how to do chords and stuff, but I don't, I'm not near where I want to be. And and we started uh, doing lessons on uh, Skype because he's also a guitar teacher. I don't think he's doing that anymore, but but we've I took lessons for almost I think at least two and a half years with Diego. Wow. Wow. Yeah, every week, every week we would meet up for uh, an hour, usually on Friday or Saturday, and uh, and yeah, and he would show me his ways, and uh, it's been so incredible. Like, so you're like a little mini Diego now, aren't you? Like, <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Um, I wish, but actually, I, I kind of, I think there is, it's, it, there is some truth into that because I see that he has affected uh, my playing a lot. Yeah. I, I, I'll do a lot of his, I guess, moves. You know, I'm like, I can play. It makes something. sense, though, doesn't it? If you, if you're, a, if you have a certain style, you teach someone, inevitably they're going to have a part of your style, right? That's just the nature yeah. of the the mentor student approach to any kind of creative art. You know, it's like it's the yeah. it's the classic kung fu master and disciple kind of thing, right? You're, you're learning off him. You're learning off him. So you're now a guitar ninja. I I, I try, I try slowly, you know, but um, I'm so grateful to Diego uh, because he made me. 10 times better than I ever was. And suddenly a lot of things that I want to play are not that frightening anymore, you know? And uh, I I sit and I try to, to listen to his solos and because I kind of know the style, I, I, I know what probably he might do. And it's, it's exciting, it's exciting because I can sit and I can listen to a song that I like and, and play along, which is... We we hear you. Well, I say hear you and see you. You've got an Instagram account which we'll have to share so people can check you out because there's, you know, there isn't a week going past when we're not hearing something from you on Instagram. And and I I, I always am blown away when you, you kind of say, oh, I, I taught this to myself by ear. So you're you know you're listening to the songs and then you're you're deconstructing them and and reconstructing them on the frets of your guitar, which I think is just an outstanding skill. So you know, props to you, Michaela Flax. Thank you. It really is incredible. Just and just seeing your version of it and just seeing you enjoy that. It's just it's just it's very humbling. So um I hope you I hope you continue to do that. Have you got any kind of plans for the future? Where do you want to take your 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 musicianship? Where do you where do you want to go? What do you want to do? 
well, the dream is to 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 have a band that is successful enough to have shows, release music. Uh, I think I think I might have found the right people because we're working on stuff. Amazing. Um, but you know, it's slowly but surely. And it's funny because I, I tried to write stuff. Well, I sent you guys the other day, actually. Um, yeah, and some people say that they hear lacuna coil in it. And I'm like, what? There's no lacuna coil in it. <laughs> but but apparently it's, it's so, I guess, in inside my head that it she maybe... It's Mackie. See what yeah. he thinks. He'll tell you if it's lacuna coil in it or not. That's that's true. That's true. I always say, actually, that my inspiration is to be like, uh, like Maki, like, you know, to write the music. And I always like, I always joke around like he says that the singer can sing whatever he wants. I want to write the music, you know, and be able to do what he does. So he's definitely an inspiration, you know. Yeah. For what sure. a positive influence. I normally get to this point then when I'm talking to fellow fans and ask, ask them what does being a Lacuna Core fan mean to you? But I think you've mostly answered it when you're talking about the family at the Coma Life. Yeah. But that's not going to stop me. I'm actually going to say, what does it mean to you? And you need to come up with something different now. So you've already told me it's about being part of a family. I'm putting you on the spot. What does it, what else does it mean to you? Aside from the, the family of, of fans that we have you know, across the world joining us. I guess that except that it's just to, to pass it on, to pass it on the, the coilership, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. Because what I love about this community is, as we, I think we all, you already said that, but there's no judgment. It's a safe space. People will always help out. I'm still humbled, like, by, uh, I, I met um, a lot of, you know, fans that have been uh, fans for a long time. And they would be like, oh, yeah, I have some spare picks here because you don't have them. Or here, have that memorabilia because I know you like them. You know, and I try to pass it on as well. You know, uh, even if it's the small thing as a pick, you know, I hear about fans here in Israel. So if I can do that, I'll pass it on. Or if I'll meet someone, you know, even if it's abroad and uh, it's 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 crazy. But just to, to pass on being a cool, nice coiler, just be a kind Amazing. person, because that's that's what Lacuna Coil actually taught me, even when I was a fan without knowing the community really well, just by talking on the internet and the comments that were always so kind and the band that would always talk about that and so approachable. So being a part of the family and pass on, uh, I don't know, the coilerness, I guess. Playing it it forward. That's exactly what they want us to do, right? So that's what we Yeah, exactly. Incredible. Well, thank you very much, Michaela. It's been wonderful, as is always the case, hanging out with you and, um, and learning from you. And uh, you sharing your experiences with us. It's, it's always a wonderful experience. Are you going to stay with us for Heavens of Lie XX? Of course. All right. Let's go yeah. and do this, shall we? Well, let's get on, shall we? We talked about Heavens of IXX. Let's actually dissect this thing. Uh, we're now on to the, the second song from Coma Lies XX and arguably the song that probably most represents Lacuna Coil to many people who perhaps don't know them as well as we do. Um, I don't know. That's me throwing it out there. Is there any yeah. other song in their entire back catalogue? 
that is as famous and, and is connected with Lacuna Coil as Heaven's Alive. Because if there is, I can't think of one. I really can't. It's what they, you know, it's, it's the song that helped them get into America, you know, back in 2003, 2003, 2004, I mean, going into 05 and, you know, the Ozfest area, it kind of opened up the markets for them there. We've had the radio version. We've had the album version. We've had various acoustic versions. Maybe for others, but for me, it's almost not. It's not a lacuna core show if it doesn't include Heaven's Alive in it, right? That's what it feels like, right? And, um, yeah. um, and it's one of those songs that is so anthemic that I think it's really easy after you've been following them for twenty years to kind of almost take that song for granted, right? And uh, before we get into the review itself, I'm just going to reflect a few moments on our original review. So, Mike. Russ and myself, we reviewed Heaven's Alive back in October 2013. So, you know, nine and a half, well, yeah, just over nine years ago, closing in on, on uh, 10 years. And um, we, I, I remember saying I struggled with it as a song. Okay. That's not something I didn't like it. Um, Mike came out with this brilliant summary, said it was like a fine wine, you said, Mike. Okay. Just, Hello. <laughs> you did, you did indeed. You said it was, a, it was like a fine wine that gets better over time, and oh. uh, I think that is as true now as it was back in 2013. Okay, it does feel like that kind of song. Um, to, to contextualize it for you, I gave it an eight out of ten, you gave it a nine out of ten, and Russ gave it a strong nine. Oh, sorry, you gave it an eight out of ten with me, Russ gave it a strong nine out of ten. So it was still you know, it was a really well, well constructed song. We liked it, we liked it a lot. But now we've forward 10 years and we're now looking at the new version of this song, which comes out, which is out on Comalize XX. So uh, I think we should ask Mike to start, if you don't mind, Mike. Give us your thoughts on this new, I won't say bigger boulder, I'll let you decide what it, what it actually feels like. This new version of Heavens Alive, the anthem from the Lacuna Coil. Bigger and bolder, it's when I was listening to the original before, I had to do that first as homework before this version. And I'll come on to that at the very end of this because obviously the big differences, I think, are it's more gothic y sounding, more doom orientated, like type of negative style with the strings opening rather than just the piano and the guitars, which makes it more atmospheric, I think, with also. I'm no expert on it, if, if you call it the downturn bass with it, making it heavier. And the drums are a lot more defined in this version with the strings to open it. To me, it sounds like a song now, if you were to make the comparisons or if you do it as a standalone song, it sounds more of a, a reflective tone in the singing with it. And the added punch with it um, is the growls that are mixed in from Andy, so it makes it completely a different song to me now. The more emphasis with Christina, with the set me free, um, with your love and everything, that goes up a lot higher, so it's a lot more emotive to me as a song. It sounds like it's got a lot more depth and a lot more meaning, and I think that comes with how they've developed themselves over the last 10 years with the experience of everything that's been thrown into the career. So when we've looked at this, I think that they've got, like I've, you've mentioned about the wine, 
element <laughs> of the comparison. It is like everything now has come full circle and it's more rounded and well-bodied as a song with what they've done with it. And I think as well, the guitar solo thrown in, it's bigger, bolder, better. In some respects, is it better? I guess. Completely different era from... I'll ask you that question in a little while. But... Yeah. <laughs> from one, one era to the next, you've got a bigger solo thrown in. But then to link it all again with the with the circle of history, you've got the old school piano ending that links mm. it all back again. So I think you've got the full wheel of everything thrown in. So treat it as a new song if it's the first time you've ever heard this by the band. Or if you've if you're a long term coiler, you can treat it as a new song and mix it in with the old as well. Yeah. So you've got both both ways to look at it, I think. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's a good summary. You've captured a lot of points there. Similar to uh-huh. my thoughts. Michaela, what about you? What's your thoughts on the on um, the Cobalize XX version of Heaven's a Lie? Um, as you, as you said, I think I don't think there's a Lacuna Quill show I saw ever saw that Heaven's a Lie wasn't on the set list. I don't think it exists exists for me at least. Um, yeah, and it really has become some sort of an anthem. And I think when I heard Heaven's a Lie XX, it felt like I really heard Heaven's a Lie. Um, you, because it's more, uh, I guess, gothic really is, is the right um, description. Um, you, you hear the, the lyrics and you hear Christina sing like in the verse and you really hear everything and the meaning of the song for me suddenly like really sunk in for the first time. And have, having uh, Andreas growls like just like screaming heavens a lie while Christina is kind of almost like, I don't know, it's like two parts of, of I don't know, a soul for me suddenly. Because uh, if you think about that topic, because you're also angry because you want to be heard, it's freedom of speech. But you also kind of like Christina, it's almost like a begging or pleading, like, set me free. Come on, just, just let me go. And it's clashing. And it's then like, you know, the solo that kind of goes and explodes also very emotional. So for me, kind of finally, I really heard Heaven's Alive, uh, and I love it. I love the sound, very fresh, and how you still have some um, motives from the, like, it's almost the same chords as the original, um, almost the same chords, but, and, and it's kind of the same structure, but still so different, so heavier, somehow more open. I don't know if it's really slower, but it feels like it. It feels like as soon as that uh, little, I don't know, um, is it symphony, ensemble, orchestra, whatever, that goes in, in, in the intro and then suddenly, bam, starts. Mm-hmm. It just takes you to a different place. Like, I want to listen to it every time now it's raining a lot in Israel. So if I see clouds, I'll just put my headphones and I go outside and I'll just listen to it. You know, I don't know. That's what I want to do. This is my, my, I don't know, gloomy weather song, reflect on your life song now. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. And it's, it's, you finally really, for me at least, really hear the meaning behind Heaven's a Lie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, good commentary. Good review. So, yeah. yes, yes, all of those things for both of you. Um, my thoughts on this. So, similar to what you just said there, Michaela, when I first heard this song, which was in Milan in July last year. Um, 
I remember saying to Mackie, it's like the grown-up version of Heaven's Alive. That's what I remember saying. Just briefly talking about Heaven's Alive, the song. Heaven's Alive, the song, doesn't really evolve through its structure. It's quite simple. You've got a chorus, first, yeah. chorus, first, chorus, first. You don't get any middle age. You don't get any reprise. You don't really get a solo. It just does it. It's quite straight. And I've listened to it a few yeah. times. And it doesn't really change its speed, its time, or anything. It's just there. Okay. And that might be the reason that I, I, I don't connect with it as well as other songs. Now, at live, in live um, performances, in concerts, they play with it a little bit. Right, you get you know they've been tinkering with this song for twenty years. It's been under no illusion, right? Yeah. They've played it so many times. You'll get a slightly different version of it. Um, you'll do it. You'll get a little bit more bass. You'll get a little bit more this. You'll get a little bit more Christino. And he's starting to introduce you some growls. You know, you start. They been they've been involved in this, um, and we've ended up with this one. And whereas Swamped didn't have that many differences, they were there, and we talked about them in the last episode. But this one is where I think, uh, and I kind of reflected on this when we talked about Swamp, is that this, the Swamp was a kind of an easy ramp, right? We're just going to ease you into this, and then we're going to go, heaven's a lie, and change it up completely. <laughs> because that's what we got, right? You know, you, you talked about it, Mike, the, the, that, that kind of doom, you know, the, right there, kind of real low-level um, opening rather than the very light, do, 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 you know the, the 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 piano. We went straight into that, um, darker, heavier, doomier, and immediately you knew this was going to be filled with more emotion. You just knew it. You could feel it, right? It's like they'd grown up, and the things you said about how their career had changed was going to be absolutely reflected in this song. The first verse I found actually is quite. It's probably the thing that's the most similar to the first version of it. It's quite similar, uh, except we start to get the growls, right? And and we know that. That Andy's focused on his growls in the last couple of years, but by doing so, and this goes back to Michaela's point, we talk about the the Christina Andy Beauty and the Beast vocal set, but of course that's elevated. We saw that really elevated for me the first time in probably the House of Shame, right at the beginning of Delirium, right where we, it really hit us. Yeah. This just builds on that, and it's it's, it's amazing to to hear this, that tonal shift because it is a substantial tonal shift. And then the bit that really gets me, and this is the bit that you mentioned, Mike, where in the, the pre-chorus where Christina goes, destiny of a lie, where she extends that, and then we get, because she needs, of course, um, you know, she's now singing the, the chorus in its entirety, because before there was that mix and match with Christina and Andy, so she's doing much more of the vocal line. But she, you know, she's set me free with your love, set me free, yeah, set me free, yeah, yeah that really changed. That bit is the bit that, brought me to tears the first time I heard it. Yeah. And I honestly never thought at my age and, and a number of times that I listened to Lacuna Carl and listened to Heaven's Alive that I would ever cry listening to Heaven's Alive. And that got me. And throughout the, the the shows last year in September, it got me again and again and again every single time hearing that chorus. And it still gets me. That chorus look is just blows me away absolutely blows me away because it feels so it feels so desperate it's like she's throwing herself into that you yeah. can feel the pain coming out through that vocal line through through the tone that she put she's so desperate set me free with your love please please set me free with your love and it it's really painful it really is to listen to in the most beautiful ways if you see what i mean um 
So that's definitely pitches it for me as just stunning. You then, as I said before, the other sort doesn't doesn't versions. The original version doesn't evolve as much. This does evolve. This goes through those tonal changes really well. We have the solo, which you mentioned, which really gives it that kind of extra level of depth. And it's <clears throat> what the other version, the original version, didn't give us. He didn't give us time to breathe. This one's got so much emotion in the chorus. We needed that time to sit back and go, and we get that time, which indeed he played the guitars, right? And having that, it's not the most complicated or fastest of, of solos, but it feels just pitched right. It, it just, what it does is it takes that emotion. It says, you don't need music, um, you don't need lyrics with this emotion. We're just going to ride on that wave of emotion through this lovely, lovely um, uh, guitar solo. Yeah. And then we have this, I guess, I'm, I don't know what the best word for it is. I'm, I'm going to call it a reprise, but it, it's where it slows down a bit. And we actually get, which we'll, I think we'll see again in Tightrope, actually, but we see um, the bit which feels very much like the original. It's like, this is the homage back to it. It's quite slow. It's, you know, set me free, your heavens alive. And it yeah. goes back. It's quite slow. It's quite simple. It's a beautiful part of the song. It's a real homage. And then, boom, we get it rise up again to that final return and the chorus before it fades out with that, with the guitar, sorry, guitar, with the piano, the, you know, that final piece of piano music. And then the bit there's that little kind of, that, that little sync uh, bit where it twists, which is gonna, we know is going to lead in to, um, whether it's intentional or not, but it works perfectly leading into Daylight Dancer. Because you get uh, that kind of, almost like someone's taking the needle off the um, <laughs> kind of thing. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, this is how this song will ever always be for me now. Yep. Now, in preparation for this podcast, I listened to both. For the last hour, I've had them both on repeat, one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. What I can tell you is they're both great songs, okay? Um, the fine wine analogy works 20, 10 years ago and works today, Mike. You hit that nail on the head there. I still really like Heaven's Alive. I still, I think I probably like it more now than I did 10 years ago. And I think I like it more because of Heaven's Lie XX. I think it's made me appreciate the original song more by the other version existing. Is that weird? I don't know if that's weird, but it feels like it does. As in, they they complement each other perfectly. And uh, yeah, I just I just think it's great. I just think it's great. And I, I honestly thought I would never be putting Heaven's Lie on such a big pedestal because yes, it's an anthem for Lacuna Girl, but it was never my anthem. But now it, it kind of is. And yeah. I'm, I absolutely adore the new version of it without taking anything away from the old version. Because for all those reasons, just a stunning song. Um, I'm going to open up and say, uh, as a reminder from the, the last podcast, Mike, we said we're not going to give it a rating, but are we going to say today, this moment in time, one or the other? And for me, Heaven's Lie XX, for sure, is my version of Heaven's Lie. In a year's time, might switch back. But right now, the new version does it for me. What about you, Michaela? New or old, as of today? New. New. Okay. Mike? Thousand percent new. You. So we're getting a, a triple thumbs up, right? For, yeah. Yeah, for Heavens of Light XX. It's a stunning version of a classic Lacuna Core song. There we go. Oh, yeah. Ooh, filled with it. Absolutely filled with it. Whew. 
we're kind of done. We are done here, guys. I know, crazy. I know. Don't worry, we have much more to talk about in May. We have many miles to chew through. People think about car games. Conversations. Yeah, car games are working in the car could be quite dangerous. Better than dice games, though. They go all over the place. They'll be in footwells. I'm sure we'll find something to uh, to pass the time while we're chewing through those miles across the uh, across Midwest America. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So um, I'm going to say goodbye to everybody on the podcast. Thank you very much, everybody that's listened in. Uh, it's double, a special thanks to those of you that listened to 156 episodes of us just waffling on about music time off no i hope you've enjoyed it uh, i hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed it um i don't say this very often but we want more people to hear the podcast so if you do listen to the podcast do rate it on wherever podcast platform you're on whether it's spotify or whether you know like it on spotify or you know give us a review on itunes because it does make a difference i know people don't think it does but it does it means that we kind of rise to the top and people see us more um we're doing this for ourselves and we're doing this for fellow coilers and most importantly we're doing this for lacuna coil so you know in that kind of as michaela put it wonderfully you know kind of give it give more out play it forward and, and help us by um having more people or, or giving people more people the opportunity to listen to us um of course, if you want to connect with us, you can do so via do so, I should say, via so many of the social platforms. Our website is www.emptyspiral.net. We're over on Facebook as well. All the links are on the front of the Empty Spiral website, so do click there. We do have a Discord server, so if you want to come along and chat with us and you know talk shop, then you can do so well. And we're also active across the rest of the community on Facebook and, and so on and so forth. So you've got no excuses. And if you do want to come onto the podcast, just just drop us a line and say, hey, I've got stuff to talk about. I want to be part of this because we're quite friendly, really. We, we're quite friendly. We, we, we don't really buy it. I think Mike nibbles, but we don't really <laughs> buy it. So anyway, um, until next time, Michaela, as always, love you the bits. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate your time. Cheers. And I look forward Thank to you seeing, so seeing you soon. Yeah. And, uh, Everybody else there on the airwaves, take my advice and listen to more Lacuna Coil. Cheers, everyone.